Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and to build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Today is a special day, Rebels, because we're pulling back the curtain on our very own team that brings you your favorite podcast to share our favorite moments from the show. I'm Camille Stennis, audio producer and sound designer. And I'm Isaac Kaplan-Wolner, audio producer for the podcast. In this episode, we are going to share moments when robots are created, when women become leaders and stand up for what is right. We love to share these stories with you and love to use music and sound effects to bring them to life. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy making the podcast. All right, Rebels, let's get this show on the road. Hey, Isaac. Hey, Camille. Um, what are you doing? Sounds wild in here. Oh, you know, just making another amazing podcast episode. They take a lot of work. In fact, I was just thinking about one of my favorite moments from the entire show. When Frida Belenfante's orchestra gave their first concert. Let's take a listen to that moment. Narrated by Leah Delaria. At the beginning of the performance, Frida stepped up onto the conductor's podium. She gave a slight bow to the audience, and then she turned to her musicians. She raised her baton, and with a wave of her arms, the music began. Her musicians moved their fingers and bows with brilliant precision. Now that, that was a real treat to put together. How about you, Isaac? What has become one of your favorite moments from working on the show? Oh man, I have so many favorite moments from the show. One that comes to mind is the incredible moment where a young Ruby Bridges, the first black girl to integrate an all-white school in Louisiana, passed through the crowd of angry racist protesters. These protesters waited for Ruby every day as she got to school, and Ruby bravely persisted. Let's listen to that amazing moment narrated by Marley Dias. But she continued to look up at the faces of the adults who had been screaming at her for all these months. Later, when Mrs. Henry asked her what she was saying to the mob, Ruby told them she wasn't saying anything to them. I was praying for them, Ruby told Mrs. Henry. She shared with her teacher that every day as she pulled up to school, she prayed that God would forgive the white people for their anger. She'd forgotten to say her usual prayer in the car that day, so she made sure to do it before she entered the school. Oh, yeah. Love that episode. So inspirational. You know what? All of this reminiscing has got me fired up. 
let's ask the rest of the team. I'm sure they've got some really good answers. Hi, Rebels. I'm Mai Tivu, assistant editor at Rebel Girls. My favorite moment is from the Yoki Matsuoka episode. There's a moment where you just know it's the start of something incredible. The combination of the suspense in the writing, the amazing narration by Merritt Moore, and the super cool sound design gets you so excited for what Yoki is about to accomplish. I think we can all relate to that magical spark when you get a good idea. So I wanted to share that feeling with you. And here is that rebel moment. As Yoki strove to strengthen her body, a strange vision floated up before her. She saw it when she closed her eyes, and she sketched pictures of it in her notebooks. A friendly robot smiling at her, tennis racket in hand. The perfect opponent, the perfect coach, a robot that knew exactly what she needed for each day of practice. With the push of a few buttons, it could nudge her beyond her limits, exactly in the way she needed it to. And with the push of a few other buttons, she could program it to go easy on her when she just wanted to have some fun. In her sketchbooks, she wrote its name in big block letters, My Tennis Buddy. And she began to wonder, what if I could build a robot like that? All right, let's see who's next. Hey Rebels, I'm Abby, one of the writers at Rebel Girls. My favorite moment is from the Frida Kahlo episode. First of all, I love Pamela Adlon's voice, so anything she says makes me happy. I love the moment where she describes their crazy house with the footsteps and Diego going up and down, knocking on her door. And of course, I love her describing Diego's huge pink underwear. Here is that very special moment. In 1934, Frida and Diego's new house in Mexico City was ready. It was actually two houses connected by a bridge. The big pink house was Diego's. The small blue one was Frida's. Frida often treated Diego like a big baby. She bathed him, put toys for him in the tub, and laughed at the huge pink underwear that needed to be custom-made because Diego was far too big for standard sizes. They fought as energetically as they laughed. When Diego made Frida mad, she locked the door at the end of the bridge, forcing Diego to go downstairs and knock on the main door. Frida's servant would tell him she did not wish to see him, and back upstairs he'd go, begging for her forgiveness behind her locked door. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called If, 
which stands for imaginary friends. Pretty cool, am I right? If is so much fun with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's ifs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see ifs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten ifs with their kids. If is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. If comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17th. Bring your imaginary friends too. All right, Rebels, thank you for joining us today. We have one more team member before closing out the show. Hi, Rebels. I'm Tara Cola, product manager for the Rebel Girls app. My favorite moments are from the Queen Nanny episode. I love how this episode discusses history and British colonialism through Nanny's resistance. Listening to this story for the first time really inspired me because it made me realize that even in the face of huge challenges, there are always ways to push back, that sometimes we just aren't taught in our history classes. I can still imagine Nanny creating Nanny Town and protecting a world that she wanted. Here's a rebel moment from that episode. Some say that Nanny also had a little bit of magic Soldiers whispered to each other about Nanny's pot, a big cauldron on a mountain path near a steep precipice. It was magic, they said. A giant pot of water boiled constantly, though there was no fire underneath. Did you see that? The soldiers would whisper to one another. Time and time again, a young soldier would creep to the edge to look down and the sight of the swirling, bubbling cauldron would so overwhelm him that he would faint, tipping over the mountainside, plunging into Nanny's pot, and die. The pot wasn't truly boiling. It was an optical illusion, a hollowed-out stone where the rushing rivers ran together far below, making the water look as if it were boiling. But that was part of Nanny's magic. She understood the land so well that it was as if she could command it to do her very bidding. Thank you to the Rebel Girls team for sharing their favorite moments and for all of their hard work that makes this show possible. 
And thank you, Camille, for producing and sound designing this episode. Make sure all you wonderful listeners tune in next time for part two of our team's favorite moments. And remember, your favorite moment can be featured in an episode as well if you submit to podcast at rebelgirls.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at rebelgirls.com. And if you love these stories, don't forget to rate and review the show and share it with your friends. Until next time, stay rebel. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening.